from light-skinned mimosas to celebrity heights, shit ain't never gonna be good until these two talk and get it right. Let's chop it up about that and more on this episode of He Got Y'all. Drop the beat and let's get it! Beautiful people, welcome back for another episode of Heat Got Y'all. I am Malcolm. We are here in the building. Uh, thank you all for your patience and understanding last week. A nigga was going through some things, as I'm sure most of you are, or most of you were as well. But we are back today. Hopefully, you can hear it in my voice. I'm just a little bit more recharged, a little bit more ready to do the things. And let's talk about what we're here to talk about, y'all. You know, shit's going on in the real world, you know? It's a mess, but we're doing things. Shouts to Minneapolis. But let's talk about Insecure, all right? So Insecure went down Sunday night, as always. Season 4, Episode 9. I cannot believe we're at the penultimate already. We just have one more episode left. I am not ready for this to be over. But I feel like, you know, we're just... It's tough. It's really tough. It's really a tough time for me right now. But yes, one more episode of Insecure on the way next week. But right now, let's discuss what what went down last week. So uh, let's start with the episode rating. I'm going to give it an 8. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm a little stuck. I'm feeling somewhere in between 8.5 and a 9. Like, it was a really good episode. And I enjoyed this. Let's get into the thing. So first, let's get into some motherfucking flowers for this week. Flowers going out to the director herself, Miss Carrie Washington, who did an amazing job directing this week's episode. Just there was certain shots this week where I was like, okay, I see, I see the Carrie influence. Like the scene with uh, Molly when she was in the car talking to Issa in the daydream. When Molly looks directly into the camera and starts going in, I was like, this feels very Olivia Pope. Like it feels very scandal. Like this straight direct to camera thing. Just, you know, you could you could see the Carrie influence all through the episode. But yeah, super, super uh, shout outs going to Carrie Washington for some really, really great directing and some really, really great shots this week. Also, not really related to Insecure, but related to Insecure, I want to give a shout out to Yvonne Orji, who had her comedy special, Mama, I Made It, on HBO Saturday Night. I'm pretty sure if you watched Insecure, you know, last night, you saw the preview before the episode began, but... All right, I'll be honest. I fell asleep on it because I was out protesting, so I only saw half of the special. But what I saw was really funny. So shout out to Yvonne Orji. I feel like so many people don't know that Yvonne is so funny. Like, she has a podcast called Jesus and Jalof with uh, Lovey. And just hilarious. Like, super, 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 super funny. But I feel like people only know Molly and don't know Yvonne. But get into Yvonne's things because Yvonne is super, super funny. So, yes. Shout out to Yvonne Orgy's comedy special on HBO. And then last but not least, shout out to Issa Rae. Because Issa high-key had the Rona while they were shooting this episode. I remember her and Yvonne were talking on Instagram, like Instagram Live when the season first started, and they were talking about this specific episode, and it was saying that, like, yo, like, the medics had to come, and basically, they were like, yo, you high-key got the Rona, girl. Shut this whole shit down. So, shout out to Issa Rae for pushing through, because if you watched last night's episode, you would have no idea that she was dealing with the Rona. So, shout out to Issa, all right? So let's jump into this week's episode. I feel like I've said that four times already, but whatever. Let's really jump in now. So episode opens up with Issa and Lawrence. They are sitting on the bouch. The bouch is back in business and they are getting busy. You know, they are fucking, they are working, they are watching TV, they are looking for the toy. They are doing everything on this bouch together. Just like old times. Wasn't it kind of nice? Wasn't it kind of nice? I was like, okay, you know what? I was not the biggest advocate for this a couple of weeks ago. But as we continue to move through the weeks, 
and the real world continu- continues to influence me, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm here for this. So it was nice to see them two back together. My question was, how much time has passed? Because I feel like things are moving very quickly, given they were in a relationship for like five years. So it's very easy to uh, pick back up into routine of things when you have such a strong like routine or rapport with someone. So I wasn't surprised that they were spending so much time together. I was just surprised that it was happening so quickly because there was nothing in the episode that said like, oh, you know, two weeks later, a month later. Like, it feels like no time has passed. So I'm like, this montage is a lot happening really fast. And generally, montages like that are used to express time travel. So it's not really clear how much time has passed, but it definitely is clear that these two have been spending a lot of time together. Uh, One more other thing that I've realized in the episode where I was like, oh, these two are really in deep together. I don't know if you all remember, but I think it was last season. Was that season three? I think it was season three when they had like, yes, because that's how, you know, Issa ended up meeting Condola, funny enough. But that episode where they went to the movie and the park thing for Issa's birthday, they were showing The Last Dragon. And The Last Dragon is one of Lawrence's favorite movies. So when I saw Issa sitting on that couch, excuse me, that bouch with that last dragon t-shirt on i said oh they are like he's in love like he really he's really into her because i just feel like i don't know like you know like you have certain items of clothing that are like really only reserved for you like if somebody's like oh let me borrow a hoodie like they're not gonna get your favorite hoodie they might get like you know like a third string like you get like a random black hoodie but you're not getting like my hillman hoodie you know like there are certain (laughs) there's certain things where it's just like you're you're not you got to work to get this. You know, there's certain things that hold value, you know, in your closet. And I feel like his Last Dragon t-shirt is one of those shirts that hold value. But they're on the couch. They're doing their thing. We fast forward to Molly, who is sitting with the therapist. I said, come on, Miss Therapist Lady. We need you. We need you right now, Dr. Rhonda. We need you to gather Molly, Denise Carter, because sis has been wilding in the fucking streets. And we knew this was coming. Like, we saw Molly in Mexico on the phone with the therapist, you know, trying to make an appointment or something. So we knew that this was going to be happening. Well, we finally got to see it. And I don't think it was really that successful. <laughs> I don't think the Ms. Dr. Rhonda is doing everything she needs to do. Um... Well, you know what? Let me not say that she is. Molly is just not receiving it. But Molly has a pattern. Molly gets mad. Molly puts up walls. And then Molly shuts down. So she says she did it with Victor. She did it with Torian. She did it with Drew. She even did it with her damn daddy. So I thought that therapy session was going to be a lot more uh, helpful than it was. And the therapist is right. Like Molly can't ever properly acknowledge problems. It becomes very much like they did this. I didn't like this. So I cut them off. And again, we've seen this with almost everyone has interacted with, including Issa. So there is just a little bit of hope that Dr. Rhonda can, you know, touch down with Molly and get her to see, get her to see what's actually happening. But at this current point of the episode, it's clear that Molly is not receiving what Dr. Rhonda is giving. So what it really boiled down to for me, even the part where the therapist was discussing, you know, basically, do you realize, you know, the wrong you've done in this situation too. Like, yes, you know, you can acknowledge, you know, how Issa was wrong, but like, do you feel like you have any faults in this fight? Like, do you realize, you know, where you might have been wrong? And for a minute, I think we see the truth and Molly begin to come out. Like she sits there and she ponders it and she takes a beat and then she's like, no. And I'm like, and that's the problem. Like, again, given, if you look at any any problem between two people, Generally, there is some equal 
fault. Well, not equal, but generally there was fault on both sides. Now, one person might be way more wrong than the other, but generally you can kind of see like, okay, person A did A, B, and C, but person B did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So clearly person A is probably more right, but neither one of you is faultless. So I see all that to say, the fact that Molly doesn't think she did anything wrong at all is really is really the problem here because even if you could acknowledge like okay i fucked up here but you fucked up here that could at least get us to a a better place of even having a conversation but the fact that you don't think you did anything wrong at all is exactly why this is not going to work it's exactly why it's not going to work because you don't even realize the energy that you have brought into the space in the first place but we'll get back to them not having conversations in a minute Oh my goodness, how could I even forget this? Okay, so, sorry, before we move on from this point, totally even forgot that Issa brought up Nathan to Lawrence, which is going to be some shit. Totally forgot that I didn't even mention that point. But yes, definitely keep that in the back of your minds that that conversation happened. But let's fast forward back to uh, Issa. So Issa's in a bit of a conundrum because she has agreed to help Nathan unpack his new apartment. And she goes to call Kelly, and Kelly does not pick up the phone. She gets a voicemail in English and in Spanish. And I said, when the fuck did Kelly start speaking Spanish? Like, when when have we ever seen Kelly? Like, what does Kelly do? Because I feel like at a point in time, Kelly was a podcaster. Then she was, like, a financial advisor. Then she was doing, like, some other shit. And now she speaks Spanish. Like, mommy, what are you doing? Like, what does Kelly do? I don't know. It's giving me very much uh, Tommy from Martin. Sometimes it's just like, girl, what do you do? Like, what is your job? But in any event, you know, she gets the voicemail English and in Spanish. She dubs it. She calls her brother Amal, who I thought this conversation was going to go a little bit better because Amal and Issa have been getting to a better place of, you know, siblinghood. But Amal is at some Mexican restaurant eating some spicy-ass food. And this is the first rookie mistake we see of the episode. Amal is sitting there eating something that is burning literally the roof of his mouth. Will soon be burning his booty hole. And he's drinking water instead of milk. Baby, water and spicy foods are not going to save you. Milk is the way to go. Water's only going to make it worse. Water is not going to help that burning mouth of yours. Listen, you get you a good little piece of milk, maybe a piece of bread, and you work it out. But you're talking to a, a punk-ass Chauncey that, that really don't do a whole lot of spicy foods. So I know every trick in the book to get rid of the burn because I can't do the burn like that. But yes, first rookie mistake of the episode. The second rookie mistake is coming up thanks to Molly. But we see a mall with the spicy-ass food, and giving Issa just some awful advice. Like, literally saying nothing. Like, a waste of two and a half minutes. Thank God minutes are not still a thing on cell phones because I would have asked him for my $4 back because literally said nothing to Issa. And then Issa has one more person that she thinks about calling, and that is Molly. We think we see them on the phone together until we realize it is one of Issa's infamous daydreams. But Issa does actually call Molly in the end, and they agree to go to brunch. So let's get into that. So these two go to brunch together. First, both of their outfits were very, very cute. I actually really enjoyed Molly's outfit, like that denim on denim on denim on denim. <laughs> like, I I personally can't do, like, a denim shirt, some denim jeans, and some denim thigh-high Mary J. Blige boots. Not really my thing like that, but it looks good on her. I was like, okay. Like, you know, if, if, if somebody showed me this outfit on a hanger, I would be like, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. But then once she put it on, I was like, oh, okay, I see it. So, yes, that was really, really, really cute outfits. But, yes, so they're at brunch together. But I hate, hate, hate that Issa made the first move. I do. Like, not only is Molly 
in the wrong. I won't say 100% because, you know, they're dealing with a lot of other things piled on top of what happened at the block party. But if we're going just based off the block party, Molly was 100% in the wrong. Period. Point blank. At me if you feel like it. I'm not changing. (laughs) But Molly was 100% in the wrong. So the fact that she never once reached out to Issa to even say, like, I'm sorry. Even I'm sorry for just fucking up the block party. Even if not everything else, I'm sorry simply for that is already a huge problem for moi. And then Issa made the first move. She reaches out. She sets up this brunch. She also pays for the brunch, which is very generous. But then the whole time, Issa's like, oh, not the whole time, but in the beginning, Issa's like pulling teeth to have this conversation with Molly. And it's just like, bruh, like if you did not want to be here, you should not have showed up. Like, I think Molly showed up expecting Issa to be apologetic. And I'm just like, Issa does not have anything to apologize for. Like Issa is not completely guilt-free because no one really ever is. But Molly Denise is tripping. Molly Denise is walling out for the culture. But they sit, they have some light-skinned mimosas. The light-skinned mimosa works just like black people. One drop and you are. So, you know, one drop of black blood, you black. One drop of orange juice is some mimosa. So listen, they were drinking light-skinned mimosas. Now, I'm not going to hold you. I've been at some brunches where we've gone from drinking regular mimosas to a little light-skinned mimosa to a straight Caucasian. Just no orange juice. We're just drinking champagne straight to the face. Shout out to my 25th birthday. That was a good time. I'm not going to tell y'all what happened after, but, you know, all those bubbles in my system did not sit too well with me, and I had to go outside and, you know, work it out real quick. But a good motherfucking time nonetheless. So light-skinned mimosas are on the table, and I was like, okay, well, listen, if they start drinking, that'll probably loosen them up. And then they'll be able to get to a point where they can actually have this, you know, conversation that desperately, desperately, desperately needs to be had. However, they begin to drink, you know, the mimosas are working their work and they're talking about everything but they're talking about Mexico and Molly's brother and all of this other shit and nothing ever comes up about the block party. And I said, oh, so we're really not going to discuss this. Okay, y'all got the game fucked up. So we get to the end of brunch, and I feel like I've just watched a segment of The Real. They've been talking, but no one has said a damn thing. No one has said anything, but they've been chatting all of this time. (laughs) Shout out to the girls at The Real. Y'all know Amanda Seals is out of there, right? This is not what we're going to discuss right now, but just, yes, Amanda is out of there. But that's a whole other story for another time. But yes, anyway, they discuss everything and ultimately discuss nothing, and I'm just like, all right, so this was a waste of time. But, you know, they or at least at a place where they can sit up in each other's faces and be phony. But I guess that's better than where they were at before. I don't really know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But that was the brunch. After that, we see Molly is at Andrew's house, and Andrew's on the phone with his brother. And something is very odd about this relationship. I mean, given the obvious about what happened in Mexico, but there is something very off. Because even before they got to Mexico, every time Andrew is on the phone with his brother... If Molly walks in the room, he always rushes off the phone. It's never like another like five or 10 minutes and then the conversation ends. It's always like like some mistress type shit. Like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And I'm just like, what's really good with that? Like, something ain't right in the water and I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if it's an Andrew thing. I don't know if it's his brother. Like, there's something not right there and I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why that keeps happening. But it's something is off. Something is very, very off. So then we cut to Issa on her way to Nathan's apartment. She is going to help him unpack and she's trying to find all these ways to keep it cool and keep it cordial and be uh, jovial with young Nansford when Issa was practicing her her greetings and she said, what up, pal? 
What is he, my white child? I <laughs> fell out because white people love calling their kids pal. And I don't understand. White people love the word pal, okay? The only time I've ever said the word pal is when I'm talking about Arthur's dog. Shout out to Arthur. Shout out to pal. Shout out to DW. All my niggas at Elmwood Elementary, you know? Shout out to them. But yes, so Nathan opens the door and Issa hits him with the, my nigga, which... I need that in gift form, okay? I'm sure it's online already. If somebody could just, you know, forward that to me at He Got Y'all, I would really appreciate it because that is a gift. You know what? I need an actual video of it. I need the sound too. Like I need, I need somebody just, you know, clip that in and send that to the kid. I, I appreciate it. But in the midst of unpacking, we see Issa and Nathan, you know, chopping it up. And you could tell there's some flirty energy from Nathan. And Issa is not reciprocating it, of course. Well, let me not say of course, but she's not reciprocating it because she is back with Lawrence. And I think she's really trying to do the right thing. You know, this has been a big season of growth and communication and using our words and understanding and all those different things. And in this scene, we see exactly that. So Issa lets Nathan know like, hey, you know, I kind of got back with my ex, you know, we're kind of working things out. And he hits her real cold with the Oh, the one that you cheated on? And I was like, yikes, god damn. See, this is why you don't be telling people. You don't gotta you don't have to let the right hand know what the left hand is doing, okay? Sometimes you just need to just let them be separate, let them do their own things, and then, you know, let them do their own things. But he kind of takes that, throws it back at her face, and then, you know, Issa throws it right back at him. And she's like, at least he knows how to use his words and doesn't just ghost people. And then we get to what I think a lot of people have expected already. This has pretty much been confirmed in the streets, but it's just been announced, you know, officially for the first time on the show that Nathan is actually bipolar, which is why he ended up disappearing last season for those couple of episodes. I guess he went back to Houston to, you know, really figure out what was happening and, and help get, you know, his mind and his him, himself together. So I do have to say, I feel kind of bad for Nathan. I feel kind of bad for Nathan, not because of the bipolar thing. I mean, that's unfortunate. But I think in his mind, he really thought him and Issa were leading towards some type of rekindling because, like, he called her after the block party. And they, 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 it seemed like she had been confiding in him a lot. And I think he was processing that as, like, oh, we're getting back to the point of, like, being in some type of relationship situation together. But clearly... Issa's on some different energy, and that's not happening. So while they're in the midst of having that conversation, we cut to Molly, who is at Andrew's house now. She has just shown up with a lot of takeout, a lot of fucking takeout for two people. <laughs> but, you know, maybe she was, you know, maybe she knew the energy of Issa and Nansford were on the way. But so Andrew's telling Molly about how the basketball game was, and pretty much Andrew's like, so I told my brother that you were working, but you really can't hide from him forever. Like, what are you, like, never going to speak to him ever again? Like, it's my brother. Molly hits Andrew back with some shit. Like, I don't know why you would ask me to do something that would make me uncomfortable. And I'm just like, girl, it's not always about how you feel. Like, like the therapist said, is like, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Like, I get it. What Andrew's brother said was trifling. It was, it was very garbage. Like, it was annoying, but it's just like... I don't say how long you're going to be mad over this because, you know, I don't, you know, you be mad about what you want to be mad about. But it's just like, all right, sis, like we come on now. It's all very self-centered and it's all very, very, very draining. But before Andrew could properly gather that ass, 
Issa and Nathan walk in the door. And things are hacky awkward, but they stay for dinner. Everything is super chill. Bottles are being popped. They're playing Celebrity Heights, which actually seems like a pretty fun game. You know, like, it seems like it could be fun for a couple of rounds. But they're playing Celebrity Heights. And then we get to rookie mistake number two of the episode, which is really the biggest rookie mistake of them all. Like, when it comes to rookie shit... This is at the top of the list. Like, this is the title. This is the header. Like, it is it. And Molly's sitting there, and they're guessing a hi to Bernie Sanders, who, again, I did not think was six feet. But Molly's trying to be on some slick shit, and she pulls out her phone to text Andrew and ends up texting Issa. Woo, Chile. Oh, baby. Talking about, see, I'm trying with her, which, let's pause. Let's pause right here. Because why did that need to be said right now? Like, it's clear that... Y'all are having this little game night. Y'all are having a good time. Issa is at least trying to make it work. Like, she's trying to have some positive energy within this. There's no shade. There's no, like, subtle shit. There's, 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 there's no, like, she's not trying to cut you on the low. Like, she's really just sitting here being authentic, having a good time, trying to guess the height of Nisi Nash. You know, she's having a good-ass time. So I'm just like... Why did this need to be said right now? Like, Nathan has moved out. Issa's not going to be here all night. It seems like Molly will probably, if not be spending the night, at least will be there after Issa and Nathan leave. It's just like, why did you have to text this right now? Like, why, 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 why? But whatever. She couldn't wait another 15 minutes. She said it, and shit ultimately blew up. So then we see the scene with Issa and Molly outside, and Molly chases behind her. And it's just like, that's the way I've been feeling. This all just feels so forced. It, I, I just don't know how to feel. I just, it, this feels so forced. It's like, do you know why? Do you know why it feels forced? Because y'all have not spoken. Mimosas don't solve anything but a thirsty palate. Nothing, mimosas don't solve, like, that don't, that don't solve nothing. Like, y'all need to sit and have a conversation. They have their back and forth. They both express how they feel. And, and then Molly says, maybe who we are right now just don't fit anymore. And Issa simply says, okay. And then now Molly's baffled. Molly just is like mind blown. Like, okay, okay, okay. It's like, yes, okay. It's like, what else do you want Issa to say? Like, I think the problem with Molly, and again, like we've, well, let me not say like we've seen, because these are not all the same case scenarios. I'll be fair. But the thing about Molly is that she likes for people to chase her. Like, she likes to be chased down. She likes to be coddled. She really likes to be, you know, really, really, really catered to which is annoying and which is very frustrating. It's just like, girl, the world does not revolve around you. Like, it does not revolve around you. And I think that Molly was really gagged that Issa was just like, okay, because I feel like, you know, back in the day, which, you know, is two years ago on the show, but I feel like back in the day, quote unquote, there would have been some more push forth from Issa, like Issa probably would have tried to like really figure out like, okay, well, why aren't we, you know, a good fit anymore? But I think Issa's beyond that because Issa... Issa's extended some olive branches, but so has Molly. But I feel like at this point, Issa is really just over it. She's like, you know what? If, all right, fine. If that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. I tried to extend the olive branch. I tried to, like, be real cool and, like, you know, like, really, really, really try to kick it with you. You still on the side doing slide shit, texting Andrew. And it's just like, you you don't give a fuck about this friendship. Like, you give a fuck about yourself. But very conveniently, as soon as Issa just remotely has her shit together, now all of a sudden... Maybe we're not good in each other's lives. You know, like, I'm not even one to really throw around that, the the hater word like that. But Molly really high-key does seem like a hater. Because it's just like, now all of a sudden, as your friend is like, you know, on her shit, oh, y'all in two different places. Y'all can't just, y'all can't, y'all can't. This is not going to work like that. It's whack. 
And Molly's whack for that. Because I won't say that Molly does not want to see Issa win, but Molly is not doing a great job of proving that she wants to see Issa win. And until Molly really realizes that, these two can't be friends. Like, and that brings us to the end of season four, episode nine of Insecure. So let's get into some theories and, and, and ideas and things like that, because we only have one more episode left, which is crazy to me. But let's break down some things. So... As we see for next week's preview, Issa and Nathan are still kind of, you know, cool, very cool with each other. We see that Lawrence and Issa are still very cool with each other. So the big question in the room is, how can this work out? How can Issa be cool with Nathan and also still date Lawrence and not, you know, be messy and not do all of this shit? Now, here's what I'm thinking, right? While I really, really, really enjoyed seeing Issa and Lawrence together, what it's feeling like is that Lawrence is about to get this job in San Francisco. Now, I did my little Google schmoogles before I started recording. In San Francisco and Inglewood are about six hours in a car. That's long distance. You know, six hours is a very long time to be, you know, away from someone in a quote-unquote new relationship. Now, can long distance work? Absolutely. But I don't see Issa moving to San Francisco anytime soon. And if Lawrence actually gets this job in Frisco, he's going to be gone. So here's here's what I think, right? Here's what I would do. Because I want to have my cake and eat it too. I'm that kind of nigga. So here's what I would be doing, right? I feel like Issa should just keep fucking Lawrence for like the next, you know, three or four weeks. You know, who, who knows how long it's going to be before he moves to Frisco. But I would probably say about a month. Keep fucking him. He going to be gone. He going to go to Frisco, do what he got to do. Then you can actually get with Nathan. Y'all can be in a relationship together. Everybody wins. You get double dick down. You get to have your fun. You get to, you get to have it all, you know? I feel like Issa's at a point where she should be able to have it all. And then everybody wins. And by everybody, I just mean Issa. I just want about, I just, I'm just worried about Issa. That's all. <laughs> but the big question is, can Issa and Lawrence work with Nathan still in the picture? Y'all let me know what y'all think. Hit me up on Twitter at he got y'all. I feel like... This is all about to blow up in Issa's face. And I can't, like, I don't want Issa and Molly to be bad and then Issa and Lawrence to be bad and then Issa and Nathan to be bad. You know, that's just too much bad for me. That's a lot of bad for one episode. Like, I feel like something has to give somewhere and clearly the Molly and Issa thing is not going to be repaired anytime soon. So I really need Issa to hold it down. Just hold, P.O.P., hold it down, okay? But yes, let me know what y'all think. Hit me up on Twitter at... He got y'all. And then one more other thing. Tiffany has been very quiet. Like, I really thought we were going to get into Tiffany's postpartum. And Tiffany's been real, real, real silent. But I remember about a month ago, Issa was on Amanda Seal's podcast, uh, Small Doses. Yeah, Small Doses. And Issa was saying that she couldn't really discuss a whole lot of Tiffany's uh, storyline because it gets very spoilery. Now, from what we've seen so far from Tiffany and Derek, I don't remember anything being spoiled. Like, I don't remember anything being so explosive where I would feel like, oh, this has been spoiled. You know, like they haven't had anything in their storylines yet where it's been super, super, you know, like, whoa, didn't see that coming. So I feel like whatever happens next episode somehow has a lot to do with Tiffany. I'm not really sure. But somehow, some way, I feel like Tiffany's about to have a really big moment. So... Just putting that in the back of your minds. Now, something I want you to keep in the front of your mind is that I think 
Molly's about to run Andrew out of the picture. Because here's the thing, right? I feel like if you first, just keeping it real personal, I'm someone where I will determine how I treat people in my life, depending on how I see them treat other people. So, oh, should I tell the story? Oh, I shouldn't tell the story. Okay, I'm gonna try to tell the story with as little details as possible. So I knew someone at a point in time, um, we were dating, but this person told me that they were going to help their friend do something, right? They were going to help their friend move. And what ultimately ended up happening was that the friend, the two of them got into a disagreement and the guy that I was talking to was like, oh, I'm not going to help him move anymore. And I was like, well, I mean, that's, that's I, I if that's your choice and I have to respect that like I'm not going to force anyone's hand into anything especially if I don't really have a dog in the fight you know like I don't choose sides I choose facts in the words of Kid Fury but I just be trying to I try to like you know approach things objectively so if I don't have anything to do with it I just try to see it from like a broad point of view and then just take it from there but in any event he's like I'm not going to help him move because he was going to drive his friend you know move his stuff idea like drive it from one place to the other and I was like, okay, I mean, that's, you know, I I can't argue with that because this is not my choice. But I was like, you should at least, like, call and let them know that you're not going to help them. Basically, he was like, I'm not letting him know that I'm not helping him move. And that kind of, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. And again, like, I don't have a dog in this fight. Like, this is your friend of however many years. Like, this really has nothing to do with me. But when you see people, in the words of Maya Angelou, when people show you who they are, believe them and you have to believe people when they show you who they are so like i say all that to say the fact that andrew has now seen molly kind of wild out on Issa, molly kind of wild out on his brother that energy would have me kind of making my way towards the door because it would just in my mind i would be like okay so when am i next like if you don't have you know if you're so quick to burn people around you whether you've known them for a long time or not how how long is it going to take before it gets to me? You know, because energy does not die. It only transfers. So I would be a little apprehensive about that. So I put all of that on the table to really say, I would not be surprised if Andrew broke up with Molly because I feel like this is now two major strikes. Like you don't talk to your best friend anymore because of whatever reason it is. I don't really agree with it. I can tell that you miss her. But if y'all are going through y'all thing, I'm gonna let y'all go through y'all thing. It's Issa first, and then it's Andrew's brother. And, and I, I think if I was in Andrew's shoes, I would really be looking at Molly, you know, with some double takes. Because I feel like, I don't know. Like I said, the way I see people treat other people helps me determine if I want to be in their lives. So if I go to a restaurant with somebody and I see them being rude to the waiter, or if I see them, like, you know, cursing at, like, you know, the bus driver or something. Like, if I just see how you treat people that can't do anything for you, it really does help me see who you truly are. So I feel like because Molly is almost two for two at this point for Andrew, I wouldn't be surprised if he was looking at her a little sideways. But, child, I don't know. I don't know. But who am I to judge? Who am I to guess? Well, who am I to judge? That's a, that's a deep question. But who am I to determine <laughs> if these two will truly be together? So that's another take. And then last but not least, you know, I feel like we have to address, you know, the non-baby baby in the room, Bandola, I don't know. You know, we were all talking last week about the pregnancy. Some people were saying that, you know, I was wilding for thinking that. Other people were like, you know, you might be onto something. I don't really know what's happening. Lawrence claims, he claims that they spoke 
and that it's over. You could speak, it could be over, and there could still be a baby growing inside someone. So I don't really know what over means. I don't even know if I'm trusting that. If y'all watched Yvonne Orgy's special, she was like, the hardest question to get a guy to answer is like, are you single? Niggas will always try to like, you know, finesse shit so that it work for them. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not single, but I ain't with nobody. It's like, so nigga, what are you? What are you? You're a liar. That's what you are. <sighs> Sorry. Got a little, got a little invested. But, so it seems like Condola might be all of the way out of the picture. I don't really know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, we will see, but that's where we leave off for this week's episode. And then next week, we really wrap things up, which is crazy to me. Like, I cannot believe that we are already at the end of this season. I said this on Twitter last night, but too much of these episodes of Insecure feel like foreplay, okay? Like, listen, you know, a nipple play is okay. A suck on the toe is fine. But listen, we actually need real life fucking y'all. Like, we really need y'all to bring us the business. <laughs> so whatever happens on next week's episode, I really need to be, really, really needed to be at like 110. Like, I need a good 45-minute episode. I don't want to say an hour because Issa gets really upset when we ask her about the hour things. But I need a good, a good 45 minutes because there is just, we got to get to some things. Like, we got to get to some things. And y'all cannot leave us hanging like this for another year and a half. So... That's where we're at for the end of this week's episode. One more episode next week. I cannot believe it is episode 10 already. But let me know what's on your mind. Hit me up on Twitter at HeGotYall. Also, as we come to the end of our time together, I can already let you know that I will probably not be on the he Got Y'all Twitter account like that after next week because... You know, if they know insecure, ain't no insecure to talk about. So if you would like to follow me on my personal page, I'm at underscore hey Malcolm. But yeah, so that's where we're at for this week. Like I said, let me know what's on your mind. I love hearing your hot takes, cold takes, and all takes in between. All right. So how is this love triangle going to play out? Can Molly and Issa really, really get their shit together? Let me know what's on your mind. Tweet me at he got y'all. All right, beautiful people. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh... We got one more left. We got one more left. But as always, you can tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a friend. Maybe you got a friend that has not started Insecure yet. And they're going to start from the beginning of this season. Send this their way, okay? Be a pal and a confidant. (laughs) And that's where we're going to wrap up for this week. So thank you for listening. Love you for listening. We will talk next week right here on He Got Y'all. Go to some protests. Sign some petitions. Donate. Do what you can to help make America a better place. All right, y'all be good. We'll talk next week right here on He Got Y'all. This podcast is in no way affiliated with HBO or Insecure.